1: Hey, welcome to Commando On Demand Insider Edition, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James, and today, well, it's kind of an entrepreneurial podcast. We're going to talk to a lady who's crushing it. I mean, absolutely crushing it in L.A. with her new business. Also, well, we've all been there. We walk out of the house, but we still want internet access Sometimes those routers just don't go as far as we want them to. So Kim's got the story on how you can extend your wireless router. Also, Kim is going to talk with another entrepreneur. Like I said, it's an entrepreneur show today. This is a successful baker. She's got her own channel. She's written a successful baking recipe book. And we're going to talk to her about how she did it and how much fun she's having and how she's also crushing it as an entrepreneur. And if that old Windows computer ain't working like it used to, well, how do you contribute to the slowdown of your Windows computer? Well, there's actually eight potential ways. That's coming up. As well as our trivia. Every week, we give you a little brain buster to keep you thinking. And this week, well, social media is everywhere. It's an enormous part of our lives, whether we like it or not. And you're probably familiar with hashtags. Of course you are. We use hashtags to help organize things and allow people to scroll through similar content. But you might not know what the technical term for hashtag is. No, it's not pound sign. Is it Scrumple, Octothorpe, Plummet, or themador? I'm not making this up. There is a technical term for hashtag. Is it Scrumple, Octothorpe, Plummet, or themador? Write your answer down, and we're going to have the answer for you later on in this podcast. Quick reminder before we get started this is not the Kim Commando Show. Every week, Kim gives you the very latest tech news, tips, DIYs, and we take your questions. For that podcast, just go to GetKim.com. That's GetKim.com. And if you have a question you'd like Kim to answer, go to Commando.com. That's Commando with a K. And in the upper left-hand side, there's a little button that says Be a Caller. You'll sign up there, and we'll be in touch with you. Or One of our producers will get in touch with you, and we'll get your question answered with Kim on the air. Okay, let's get started. Next, we're going to talk to Tiffany in Los Angeles, who's absolutely crushing it with her small business. She's an entrepreneur. She's making over $6,000 a month, believe it or not. That's next on Commando On Demand. Hey, welcome back to Commando On Demand, where we talk to some of the most influential people in technology, the innovators that shape the future and trailblazers who challenge and inspire us to do amazing things we'll get started with tiffany in los angeles and the amazing story of how she is crushing it in her small business here's kim
2: so tiffany i'm fascinated by what you do you make money picking up those scooters that people drop everywhere on the streets i surely do and so so tell
3: us how this works um, it's GPS track. So basically what you do, you have an app. Um, I charge for Lime and Bird and when the scooter becomes available, um, it shows up on the app. Um, I drive up to the scooter, scan it, and it shows in my profile as, you know, it's my scooter at the time. I take it, I charge it, and then I release it back in the destination
2: that they have set on the map. Wow. And so how many scooters do you pick up a night, do you think?
3: Um, anywhere between 50 and 70.
2: Boy, that's a lot of work.
3: That's a lot of scooters. I'm actually on the lower end. There are people out there that are, that are
2: doing like a hundred scooters a night. Oh my gosh. So what time do you, I mean, cause you have to go to work, like you said at night, do you start at like midnight or 10? 10, no. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. For
3: Lime, the scooters come online at 10 p.m. Um, and for Bird, the
2: scooters come online for us at 11 p.m. And so how many hours do you think it takes you to do your 50 to 70 scooters? Which I still think that's a lot, Tiffany. Um,
3: (laughs) it takes me probably about four hours to get all the scooters, but I do rotate the scooters. So it's like a, I I technically it's like an eight hour shift
2: total. And then when you, so then you return the scooters back, you charge them. Mm -hmm. What time do you have to bring them back in the morning? Like at six? Um, It varies
3: for, um, Lyme. If you, any scooter that you pick up before midnight has to be returned by seven a.m., any scooter after midnight has to be returned by three
2: p.m., and for bird it's um, ten a.m. Okay, so so you have these scooters, and then you're using your electricity, your gas, and so this is this is a good side hustle. Um, how much are you making?
3: Um, right now, I average anywhere between let's see, high between six thousand and seventy five hundred and
2: 7500
3: a month a month
2: wow that's amazing
3: yeah, and I'm doing this full time now. Um, I was actually laid off my regular job. I was doing it part time originally, and when I got laid off my job in May, I started doing it full time.
2: So I wasn't initially making that amount. <laughs> I just had to hustle more. <laughs> okay. Oh, so so in the beginning you weren't like picking up. Were you doing like ten scooters? <laughs> I was doing like 20, I was like doing twenty scooters a night. A hundred. What's it About a hundred bucks. Okay. All right. So now you're like now you're really into it. Now um, a, a news story that I saw about this was that. That when you, when you have to, when you put the scooter back, because, you know, people just drop mm-hmm. them everywhere, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh, when you put the scooter back, that you have to, like, arrange them? Yeah, they have to be lined up neat, you know, kind of like military
3: style. <laughs> so you can't put them in, you know, you can't park them next to fire hydrants or anything like that, that, that reflects negatively on your point, on their point system. So you have to have them lined up. You can't block the sidewalk. So if it's a short sidewalk, you kind of put them at an angle to make sure that the pedestrians aren't blocked. So um, yeah, so they definitely have to be lined up very neatly.
2: <laughs> well, and then, so how do they know? I mean, how is like the quality control happening?
3: Oh, that's in pictures. So once I, once I drop the scooters oh. off, I have to scan them back into the system. And after I scan them, I take a photo and it goes back to whatever quality assurance team texts it. And um, for live, if the picture, if they didn't like the way you lined them up or the picture wasn't clear, they will send you an email to let you know. And for bird, um, you'll just get a percentage rating. Like if they didn't like the way they were lined up or if you didn't do it Mm -hmm. quite right, your percentage will go from like 100 to 50 or 76% or um, it's just a rating system like that.
2: So are you using, I know I keep firing all these questions at you, Tiffany, and thank you for answering them. I've just been intensely interested on how this happens. Are you using a truck?
3: I do. Actually, I'm renting a truck at this time, which is a good tax deduction because we don't, are nine independent contractors. So every deduction counts. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I rent, I actually, right now I'm renting from U-Haul, which is costing me 467 a week. Um, which is, which is, uh,
2: which is expensive.
3: Nah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... it's expensive, but considering, you know, what I'm bringing in and what taxes I'm going to have to pay at the end of the year, it's a good deduction. Um, and also I actually do not charge at home anymore. I was initially charging at home and I live in an apartment complex, a small apartment complex. And one of my neighbors complained. Right, uh, <laughs> And this is when I was just doing the part time, just 20 scooters a night. And so, um, I couldn't no longer charge at home, so I had to seek, you know, other means to charge. So I found a great company by the name of Perch, Perch Mobility, and I rent from them right now, which has made my life a little bit easier in regards to just
2: having a space to charge. And so, 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 do they have like portable charging stations, or do you bring it to their business where they charge? I I bring it to their. They have
3: a location in the Arts District in downtown Los Angeles, uh, which downtown is like saturated with scooters. So it's perfect for that area. And the area where they have the charging station is that it's kind of in the industrial part of um, the arts mm-hmm. district. So there's like, you know, my noise level is not, it doesn't disturb anybody.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, you know what, this is really, you're, you're quite the entrepreneur you are. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm so I, proud of I, you I, that you figured all this <laughs> out. I mean, really, it's amazing. Um, One other question, if you don't mind. So Yeah. So you. So how long does it take for Lime and Bird to actually pay you? Do they pay you every thirty days? Every no, I get paid daily. Every day. Okay. Yes. I from Bird,
3: I get paid by every day. As long as I have my, if I have the scooters in by seven o'clock,
2: I get paid by seven (laughs) o five. That's pretty awesome. So has there has there any has there ever been a situation where. Like where you went to pick up scooters and I mean, I know there are good parts and there are some really bad parts of LA Uh that you were worried for your safety. Personally, no.
3: And I do the downtown area and I honestly, I'm just going to be really, really honest. I love the skid row part of downtown LA because people are afraid of the skid row people. I'm not afraid of the skid row people. So I get a lot of my scooters around there and I don't have to worry about any real competition. <laughs>
2: well, there is that. And just make sure you have like you good have good some good self defense just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, because I've driven I've driven through there and was like it smells
3: oh. it smells it smells really bad. But the people, honestly, I haven't had any issues. There's one lady who hoards the scooters. I don't know she she stacks them up and makes them a bed or something. She's about the only person you can't get the scooters from. But anybody else, you be like, hey. I'm trying to make some money. Can I get that scooter? And they were like, "Sure, take it." You know that I have never had any issues, but except for that one lady. But well, maybe you ought to give that. Her. <laughs> maybe you ought
2: to give that lady like ten bucks and say, "Listen, you gather up all the scooters that you want for a bed, okay?"
3: <laughs> and then I'll pay you for them. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pay you for them.
2: You know, yeah. now all of a sudden you're going to have like people, everybody on Skid Row saying, "You know what? Where's Tiffany? Come on over, yeah. Tiffany."
3: Well, they do
2: call me the scooter lady down there. <laughs> they do. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Tiffany, thank you for uh, calling in today and sharing your story. Because so often we talk about how to make money uh, with side hustles here on the Kim Commando show. And now picking up these scooters. Think about that, folks. $6,500, 7000 a month, 7500 Now, she does have expenses, obviously. But, you know, Tiffany was very honest and upfront about going through that. But It's an idea for you if you're looking to make some extra money just in time for the holidays. You get paid every 24 hours. Tiffany, once again, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for calling the show.
1: It's happened to everybody. Uh, The old computer just ain't what it used to be. It's kind of slowing down. But how are you contributing to your Windows computer slowing down? Well, we've got eight things that you could potentially be doing to slow down your computer and how to fix them. That's next on Commando On Demand.
2: All right, let's talk about boosting your Wi-Fi. It's a common problem. I mean, you get to certain parts of your house, no bars, and more places. Now, nowadays, you've got a couple of options, replacing your router altogether with a more powerful model, or you can get a mesh router system. The other is stretching the signal from your existing router using Wi-Fi extenders, and that option won't break the bank. Now, they're called Wi-Fi extenders, repeaters, boosters. They're a fraction of the cost of new routers, especially when we start looking at mesh setups. What they do is they improve coverage by taking signals from your router and then repeating them to certain parts of your home. In case you're looking for the best repeaters out there, look no further than commando.com. There's a whole list of them over there, and we have our picks for the wireless extenders.
0: Want tech DIY videos from people you trust? Go on over to the Kim Commando YouTube channel, and you'll see why Kim's America's top digital expert. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a video. Just go to youtube.com slash Kim Commando Show.
1: still to come on commando on demand a successful vlogger she's a baker she's written a cookbook and she's making money kind of living the dream and doing what she loves to do kim talks to tessa Arias in just a few minutes right now though we all use computers in one capacity or another but that doesn't mean that we're that great at taking care of those computers There are things we can do time and time again that make it difficult to keep our machines in tip-top shape. Uh, And, of course, it's true that we can't prevent computers from malfunctioning, but we can do our part to ensure we're not actively ruining our computers. So here are eight ways that you could be ruining your Windows computer. Starting with number one, you don't use or update your antivirus software. Using the Internet, of course, can be risky if you're not properly protected. Using good antivirus or anti-malware software is very important in making sure that you're doing your part to keep your Windows PC safe. So if you're setting up a new computer and plan on taking it online, you need to make sure to install decent software with a valid subscription or a free subscription, if you prefer. It's not enough to just install antivirus software though. You need to make sure you update it regularly and also use it for regular scans. If you don't keep your virus software updated, you might as well be inviting viruses and malware into play. Don't give bad actors an easy way into your computer. Uh, Secondly, if you use weak or easy to guess passwords, you could be ruining your Windows computer. If you've set your cat's name as the password for your desktop or list your favorite food for your password for your banking software, You're shooting yourself in the foot. Suppose you accidentally leave your Windows laptop somewhere. Those passwords are painfully easy to guess, especially anyone with even a little bit of knowledge about you. And if you want to eliminate the possibility of someone guessing your password and gain access to all your important files, you're going to want to start using much harder to guess passwords, plain and simple. Number three on our list is you never defrag your hard drive. Yes defragging is still around and you still need to do it every once in a while it's an important step if you want to make sure your computer remains efficient and running the way it should fragmentation ends up happening when your computer saves data in all kinds of different sectors and when this happens it can be difficult for your computer to perform in the same way later on as all the information is spread out everywhere so it's important to perform frequent defrag tasks here and there, and if you want to learn more about that, just look up Defrag My Computer on Commander.com. If you aren't paying attention to software updates, is number four on our list. Software becomes outdated. It's a fact of life. You can't assume that software that works fine now is going to remain doing so for the rest of the time that you use your computer. So, with that in mind, you need to actually pay attention and accept the warnings that pop up on your computer and tell you there are critical updates that need to be completed instead of ignoring them make sure you actually do the things they're asking you to do update regularly and you'll be protected against a litany of vulnerabilities that may otherwise crop up and could even put you in a world of hurt all right number five on our list is never clean up your computer or delete old files who hasn't done this no matter what the purpose of your computer is whether you use it for work or play you've likely filled up your hard drive with different kinds of files many people just let those files pile up until there's just no space left at all which is of course a really bad idea you're using space that you could be allocating elsewhere keeping things cluttered and ensuring you're running a system that isn't as efficient as it could be you should be cleaning up those files from time to time Free up memory for better system performance, as well as to keep things tidy in general. There's really no reason to have a bunch of those old files just piling up on your desktop or wherever you put them anyway. Number six on our list is the download file. Of course, we'll download just about anything. I'm certainly guilty of this. We go online, see advertisements for plenty of stuff. A lot of it might sound legitimate, but Even if you don't know where a piece of software comes from, you probably shouldn't be downloading it. Bottom line, downloading anything will almost certainly end in frustration as you could be unwittingly inviting viruses, malware, or other dangerous software onto your computer. You never know what kind of nefarious purposes unknown downloads could hold. So be smart about whatever you're downloading and also use software gleaned from the proper channels. Number seven on our list, you let your PC get physically dirty. It's one thing to let files pile up on your hard drive, but letting the computer's components get physically dirty is another story in and of itself. Computer fans collect a lot of dust. You've probably seen the inside of a computer, and you know this, but out of sight, out of mind. So keyboards collect grime, and PCs aren't running well or optimized with either one of those issues going on, so you could potentially cause your computer to overheat or improperly function if you're not cleaning it regularly which is a pretty easy problem to remedy but you do have to stay on top of things if you want to prevent it most pcs the side pops off stick a vacuum cleaner in there and uh, clean off the motherboard and the fan like we talked about you can stick the vacuum over the keyboard and suck out any of that stuff one thing that helps things get loose is a good old paintbrush just take your paintbrush works like a charm if you never clear your browser's cache or cookies, you found uh, number eight on our list. You've probably heard about this process before, but never actually do it. Cleaning on browser's cache and cookies is a quick and simple maintenance tip that you can do in a blink of an eye, basically. Getting rid of needless files and clutter that comes from using the internet can speed things up considerably. Many people have a vague idea of what this entails, but don't actually go through with doing it. Make sure you're cleaning up your computer's files like this on a regular basis, now that you have an inkling of ways that you could very well be damaging your computer, you can start down that path to make it better. And remember, make it a habit so you don't have to have all this stuff piling up. Okay, Tessa Arias is a successful blogger, a successful entrepreneur, and a successful culinary expert. We'll hear how she turned her love into a side business with Kim in just a few moments on Commando On Demand.
2: It'd be pretty hard to break into some industries, especially the movie industry, or becoming a voice actor in a popular video game series. But if you've got the talent. <laughs> yes. You know the Halo video game series has been around for nearly two decades. Well, those are some of the sounds you'll hear on the next installment that's coming out soon. And yes, that's a real voice actor making them. His name is Goiza, he's a pug a very happy pug who just happens to be best friends with the video game studio's technical art director. And this small dog is providing talents for some of the extraterrestrial sounds in the upcoming game, like grunts and heavy breathing. Halo Infinite is set to be released sometime next year, but will it be enough to launch this pup's career in Hollywood? Time will tell. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there.
0: Worried about your privacy and your Amazon Echo? In Kim's new ebook, How to Use Your Amazon Echo Tips and Tricks, you'll learn how the pros use Alexa and still maintain privacy. Get advice you can trust. Search Kim Commando on your Kindle to get your copy now.
3: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
1: It's Commando On Demand. Hope you have your answer for our trivia question, which is, What is the technical term for a hashtag? And it's, not pound sign. Is it, is it Scrample, Octothorpe, Plummet, or Themidor? We're going to have an answer in a few minutes. Right now, it's Kim and another successful entrepreneur. So many people dream of turning their hobby
2: into a career. Well, my next guest did just that. When she started college, she wanted a creative outlet where she could share her passion for baking with others. And it's that kind of burning passion that has made Tessa Arias so successful. She started with a blog, and now she has her own cookbook, over a thousand recipes published online, and a half a million visitors to her site, HandleTheHeat.com, each month. Hey, thanks for being with us, Tessa, and I want to start by asking, how exactly did you turn a food blog into a six-figure income?
0: Well, I thanks for having me, Kim. Um, I would have never thought that that was the path that this would lead to when I started 10 years ago, when I just had the whim to start a blog and went for it and had no idea I was going to make any income from it ever. And it kind of just grew organically from, like you said, my passion for it. And so right now, um, with all the people that visit the site every day, every month, especially around the holidays, uh, the ads on my site, the sponsors that I work with, the cookbooks and other products that I sell help to generate that income. Well, that's so
2: sweet. No pun intended. Now, how are your recipes different? Because there are so many food blogs on the internet, right? So many different food websites. How are your recipes different?
0: So I like to focus on homemade baking from scratch with an emphasis on the science of baking. Because if anyone's ever stepped in the kitchen and cooked versus baked something, you know there's definitely a difference. With baking, it's very precise. You have to have a basic understanding of The ingredients and how they work. And that's the information I like to empower my readers with so that they know why it's important to have room temperature eggs when you're making a cake or why you're using baking soda instead of baking powder, stuff like that.
2: And so do advertisers approach you or there are various agencies that you work with? How does the money come in?
0: Yeah, so that could go either way. Sometimes, if there's a brand I really love um, and I'm passionate about and use in my personal life, I will reach out to them. And sometimes they reach out to me with opportunities. They think might be a good fit. Sometimes it's someone that's directly working with the brand, or sometimes it's a PR agency that has the brand as a client. And so it comes in a variety of ways. And I found that my best work is often done when I'm working with someone who is really close with the brand. One of my sponsors for this month, actually, I have a monthly baking challenge that I host and Bob's Red Mill is a current sponsor. And they are um, an employee-owned company, so it's really fun to get to work with sponsors like that because they have a bigger mission behind the work.
2: And so do you find more success on Facebook or are you primarily focused on Instagram?
0: Instagram for sure is where it's at right now with stories and videos. It's just so fun to interact with uh, my audience there and I can answer messages and questions and see what people are engaging with, what kind of content they're really enjoying. And I really love um, the visuals of Instagram. I'm a visual person myself and those mouthwatering food images are just, it's just such a fun platform.
2: Have you noticed, because a lot of people have said this, Tessa, that since Facebook took over Instagram, like the algorithms are changing. Do you see that with your business?
0: Oh, yes. And it changes so often. And usually it's kind of like you're scrambling to figure out what happened because we rarely know, um, we rarely anticipate the change. It kind of just comes overnight and you hope that it didn't affect you negatively. Um, even Google just changed an algorithm last week. And luckily, it affected me positively. But that's why in general with my business, I try not to rely too much on one platform, whether it's social media or Pinterest or Google. So that way, you know, if something does change, it's out of my control, I can weather that storm.
2: And, you know, Tessa, you bring up a really interesting point because right now, if I Google, say, apple pie recipe, it appears in the Google search results. No longer am I going to, say, Food Network or maybe even your website website.
0: Has that really impacted you? Oh, yes. In the past, um, a couple of years ago, I had an issue with my website, a tech issue that I wasn't aware of. It was way beyond my understanding. And unfortunately, it caused a problem with Google. And I lost about 20% of my traffic within a couple of weeks. And it took nine months to regain it. Now, luckily, because there are other ways that I can monetize Uh, the website and my content, it wasn't devastating, but it was certainly a stressful period. And so what do you think's next? Pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, funny you say that. Uh, I'm heading to LA next month and I'm on a mission to find the best pizza that the West Coast has to offer. So let's see what I find.
2: Well, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, I love making homemade pizza, by the way. It's amazing and it's fun.
0: Maybe I'll be stopping by your house then.
2: (laughs) You got it. Hey, thanks, Tessa, for joining us. And your story really is just amazing. There's no doubt that you can definitely handle the heat. And you know what else is hot? Yes, my Commando community. It's an advertising-free community where you can make friends, stay informed, and get exclusive access to my show. There's even a forum where you can find and post your recipes. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month, and I'm never going to track or sell your data sign up right now over at community.commander.com and I'll see you there.
1: Every week we find a fun trivia question for you that's related to technology. And this week, the trivia question is about hashtags. Of course, hashtags help us organize things and allow people to scroll through similar content. But you might not know what the technical term for hashtag is. Did you guess? Is it Scrumple, Octothorpe, Plummet, or themidor? Well, if you guessed B, the Octothorpe, you would be 100% right. Long before it became a social media staple beginning about 2007, and well before it started making its way onto phone dials back in the 60s, it had another use hundreds of years prior. According to one origin story, the symbol began in the 14th century and was used to abbreviate the weights of gods. And based on some of the things it's used for today, it probably would be kind of nice to have it still used that way. Thanks for listening to Commando on Demand. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you get this every week automatically right downloaded to your device. And here's Kim with some final thoughts.
2: In the beginning of internet time, online customer reviews were a great idea. People would buy a product and post an honest review telling you all about the good, the bad, and the ugly. But today, too many of these reviews are phony because of unscrupulous vendors. Sometimes big companies hire click farms to write their reviews. Amazon is fighting back, but as fast as they take them down, others just pop up. And with the holiday buying season just ahead, here are three ways to spot phony reviews. If all the reviews posted are glowing five stars, stop. If most of the reviews are bad with nothing positive, stop again. And too many internet influencers accept merchants' products for free without telling you, making the entire review process suspicious. And finally, some reviews posted are just a joke, really. Like this one for an Amazon Kindle waterproof case. The reviewer says, got this for my mother-in-law for bath time, hoping to be crap and no executor. Great for waterproof Kindling, crap for murder. And listen, if you have a topic that you'd love for us to explore and investigate, just let us know. And heck, if you have a question about something digital I can help you with, call 602-212-0058. Leave me your question and your contact information. That number again, 602-212-0058. I'll talk to you then.